Why is it a problem if I'm always trying to please my partner? Welcome to the Real Talk Recovery Podcast with the Therapy Brothers. We're brothers, we're therapists, and we know recovery. Bring your stories, your questions, your successes with Real Recovery. This has been a hot topic in my groups lately, Brandon, and um, I think it's going to be a good topic for a podcast as well. Before we do that, we've gotten a couple new reviews. We thank you guys for the reviews. We're going to read one today. This comes from Love to Run Run. It says, excellent. I look forward to listening to Tyler and Brandon's expertise each week. The callers are truly brave to bring their issues forward, but they're also very blessed to get such concentrated perspective from Tyler and Brandon. As the listeners benefit from hearing the breakdown of each situation and how to approach it. Thank you so well, much. Thanks. We love your reviews and we appreciate that feedback. Yeah. Um, all right, Tyler, I just want to start with, before we get into like our main topic here, um, I want to start with breaking down a question that, that we had sent to us. Um, it was kind of a comment slash question. And I was trying to find it. I couldn't, I got lost in my inbox somewhere, but um, here's the gist of it. We did an episode where we were role-playing. We were talking about a partner being triggered and being triggered into believing that their spouse had cheated on them, right? And I don't know if, if you're listening to this, if you remember this episode, but, and so she's accusing him and saying, you cheated on me. I know you cheated you know, and, and what we were trying to role play is how to empathetically connect to her and to that trigger. Um, without, without, without potentially blowing the trigger up because you're going to be answering questions. So the, the, the concern was that the person sent in the email was, is that we might be teaching people to not be honest. Kind of. Yeah. So like to, it, it, that we're teaching people to placate their partner and avoid the the real answer to the question. Right. 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 Um, and, um, that is, I just, I I really love that question, that comment, because that's the last thing that I want to teach. Right. Um, Well, and to be fair, like looking at it, our role play wasn't, I wasn't the best either. We kind of sucked at it a little bit, but we were trying to get the point across. Yeah. We were overemphasizing not being defensive and, um, trying to dig down to, how she's feeling and what's going on with her and really not being defensive. Um, that doesn't take away the, the honesty piece. So in order to be like a trustworthy partner, you need both. You need to be able to not be defensive, hear her concerns and be very honest and truthful at the same time. Um, and so are we going to try this role play again, Tyler? (laughs) <laughs> well, I, was, <laughs> I, was, I was just going to say the other thing about the role play itself is, is that it's, it's hard to capture real empathy in a role play. Yeah. Yep. You know, so, so even trying to show the empathy, it didn't come across as like real empathy because empathy takes your whole heart. Like it takes the actual ability to connect to that emotion. Real, real empathy is authentic connection. So it's kind of an oxymoron to say, Hey, let's role play empathy. Because yeah. it's it's fake, yet you're trying to and, – and so – but 
I do want to role play it, Tyler. I want to. I want to <laughs> right. take another shot. Okay. Okay. So, um, so, so am I. So am I the one? Am I the triggered spouse, or am I the uh, the person trying to hold the space and answer the questions? Up to you. But you know, if I'm the triggered spouse, I'm not going to make it easy on you. <laughs> <laughs> you take your pick, man. I can do either. <laughs> um, okay. Um, I'll. Uh, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be the triggered spouse. Okay, you be the triggered spouse. All right. Okay, so I come home from from work or whatever. I'm walking in the door, and uh, you've been kind of ruminating all day because you found some things and, and and I heard and, some I heard some <clears throat> stuff on the radio that made me think about the past history that you've done, and now all yeah. the stuff is starting to spin out of control, and I'm yep, just starting to wonder. Your thoughts are going, and your feelings all, are going. All the details and things. Okay. All right. So I come in the door. Hey, hon, how's it going? <sighs> Boy, it's been a rough day right now. In fact, I got some questions for you. Are you in a, can you answer my questions? Of course. What's okay. Up? So, so I want to know exactly the exact first names of all the women you slept with. Um. Okay. Um. I'm I'm happy to tell you that. Um. I'm just curious. Where's this coming from? What's going on? I'm just, I'm just mad. I can't believe that there's that many first names and it's just spinning in my mind and I can't even believe I, I'm still questioning why I'm even here with you. Like, why did I even stay? Yeah. What, what happened? Like, why, why are you, why are you questioning this? Did something happen today? Well, I want to know why you're not answering my question. I can answer your question. I'm more, I'm, I'm more than happy to. I just want to make sure that if we do this, that we're, we're doing it in a healthy way. And well, so I, you're the one who's done the betraying. I deserve full honesty. Like absolutely. That's, that's the only way we can do this is I deserve full honesty. Absolutely. You do. And, and I'm willing to answer your questions and I'm willing to be honest with you. Um, but I, and I can also tell that you're, you're kind of really scared right now. And, and I would be too, if I were you. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, I'm here. If you want to sit down and talk, I'm happy to go through that. If you want to talk to our therapist and have, have her walk us through how to do this. I'm happy to do that. Um, I just want to make sure that, that this isn't going to cause you more harm and that it's, it's going to help us move forward. Okay. Well, what I don't like is, is that you're trying to control my response by causing me harm or not. I have a right to decide how, what I can get or what I don't get. Yeah. 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 I don't want to control your response. I, but I do want to be as, as healthy as we can be. That's all I'm saying. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. Sit down and write out the names. <laughs> and you know what I'd probably do? And That's actually write. pretty good, Brandon. You did pretty good. You did better this time than, than our last one. But, but you know what I'd probably do? And this is, this is the hard part. And I think this could be hard for some people to hear is if she said, sit down and write the names right now, I'd probably say, I'm, I w- I'm willing to. Um, I'm not willing to do it right now. Not until we're in a place where, where we can really talk about this in a way that it's helping us move forward. So what I, and and here's the reason. And now I know what that can trigger. It can trigger, oh, look, he's just trying to get out of this. And you're controlling it now. You're in control. Right. And and this is, it's, it's more about where my heart's at than anything. Um, If my heart truly is in that place of, I care about her, I care about us and I want to do this right. Like I, what, what I don't want to do is to, is to spin this fear cycle with her and, and be become a part of it. Like, I don't want to do that. Um, I, 
now, if my heart's in a different place, if, if this is where my heart's been, and this is why, why it's hard for a partner to know. If my heart's in self-protection mode, dishonesty mode, I really am trying to get out of the vulnerable truth here. Yes. So I'm using all this therapy speak and all this stuff to do that. Then I am doing more damage to my relationship, right? And, and so it, it's hard because um, the, the partner who's been betrayed has experienced mostly that second example. Yes. Right. So, so when he's coming to the table and saying, hang on here, pump the brakes. I can tell you're triggered. Let's do this right. Mm-hmm. Her first thought is going to be, here nope, we go he's, again. He's going to, he's going to mess with my mind again. He's going to F me over. Right. And so, so yeah. this will come out in the wash. If he's really saying, I'm willing to do this, then follow through, go to talk to your therapist. Or when, when she is calmed down, you approach her and say, Hey, you wanted me to divulge these things. It seems like you're, you're in a much better place now. Are you ready to do that? Um, but, but so, so like, but what am I trying to say? But if he goes away and he avoids and he effectively uses this fake empathy, this therapy speak and all this stuff, then he's simply gotten more sophisticated at avoidance and not building trust in his relationship. Right? Exactly. He's doing more damage to the relationship in the long run. Now, now with your, what you're saying, Brandon, I could hear some, some betrayed partners even taking exception with what you're saying right now and going, yeah, but, but the reason I'm asking the questions in the first place is because I'm already spun out of control. Like I I'm already in that place. I'm looking for a place to, I'm looking for a way to be reassured and to calm myself down. Right. And that reassurance comes from honesty, not from, and and this is our second topic here, not from compliance. Um, And so like really what, what she's looking for is some strength and integrity from her partner and 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 you show that strength by both being boundaried and honest, empathetic, and and willing to um, talk about hard topics, like that. That's how you show that strength. So, if I just roll over and I'm like, yeah, I'm horrible, and yeah, let's you know, yeah, and and wallow in my shame, then that's it's just gonna create more fear in the future, Right. If I lie and I manipulate and I gaslight and I act like I'm strong, but I'm really not, it's just going to create more unsafety in the future. Right. Right. So, do you see what I'm saying? Yes. No. Yeah, absolutely. I think what's hard is that because of that, that scenario you're painting, it's hard for someone who's experienced that kind of trauma to see in that moment, to see the bigger picture when you go to your partner and say, hey, I want these questions answered. And they go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Tell me what's going on. Like, why did this come up? And it sounds like you're really scared. And, you know, what do you need from me? They're, they're already in the place of thinking, well, I already told you what I need. I need these answers. Even right, though the right. answers themselves, some of the time, those answers will not actually produce what they're looking for. Usually they don't. But they're, yeah, they actually but, produce more of the fear cycle some of the time right. than, but, but on the flip side, and this is where the concern was from our from the person who gave us his feedback is is that at the end of the day that's going to have to be that person's work on their side to learn what things are going to be helpful to ask and which things aren't well but Tyler and here here's where and this is where I'm missing pieces is a really good healthy disclosure process is really important for the treatment process um, for the betrayed and and why that's important is because you can say okay 
like having information is important. I want to know if I'm going to have STDs or yeah. if you're still, if you cheated on me a week ago or like having information is important. We're not saying that it's not. And so to go to a therapist who knows what they're doing when it comes to disclosure, to walk through that disclosure process and to lay it all on the table, to be able to say, here it is, this is it stripped away of denial stripped away of blame, stripped away of any kind of excuses. Here's what it is. And so I, I'm, what I'm not saying in this example is that the betrayed um, shouldn't have a forum to actually get the information. Getting the information is important. Um, and how you go about getting that information will really help you either move forward or move backwards. Um, and, and so, so yes, uh, this is tricky, isn't it? Yeah. These are, these are hard things because there's a whole bunch of, I mean, we can even sit and talk principles here and it's hard, but then you add in that layer of really high levels of emotion on both sides. Right. And, you know, so if you get like a triggered traumatized spouse, who's been betrayed coming and asking, the, you know, playing to 20 questions, looking for safety is what they're looking for, but really asking all these detailed questions and you meet somebody who can't manage their own shame. Yeah. Then, recipe for disaster. Then, then what ends up happening is, is it becomes just this perpetual back and forth communication of disconnection instead yep. of connection. Yep. Yeah. You've probably seen that once or twice. Yeah. 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 That's, that's the hard thing. That's, that's what's so hard about this process is that that's why, that's why we look at it from a his, hers and ours perspective is, is that there's three recoveries that really have to happen. There has to be the grounding from the betrayal. There has to be the, the work on both sides from shame resiliency. Um, and then when both two shame resilient people come together, what ends up happening is, is that they can have real validating empathetic communication yes. that otherwise can't happen if shame is in the mix. Right. Right. You said, you said a word that I think is very important for people to understand and, and, and that's process. So if I'm just starting out and, you know, our marriage has gotten to a point where it's, it's blown up now and I'm walking in the door and my spouse is saying, I want to know who you cheated, like, like who you cheated with. Um, and I show up with a good heart who's trying to be honest and empathetic and it triggers her to think, here you go again, manipulating me. Um, that one time might feel horrible. It might feel horrible for her. It might feel horrible for him. Um, but if he shows up with integrity again and again and again and empathy again and again, um, and he, he does that over and over. That's where that process of, of trust building starts to happen and the healing starts to happen. So I guess what I'm saying is part of that process is that really messy, painful, uncomfortable place. And for a couple to be able to navigate that is important in the early stages of recovery. Right, Brandon. And the key word is process there because it won't be pretty at first. It needs to be practiced. It needs to be basically the, the principles need to be reinforced over and over again. And then the practice has to happen so that so that those principles actually start to set in. This is where a good therapist can be just worth their weight in gold, where they can 
they can help you kind of take a 30,000 foot view and say, look, the process is, is going. Um, right. yeah, it was a week of hell here, but look at these good things that are starting to shift yeah. in your relationship. So just stay the course here. Um, let go of that there. This process is, or this, this cycle is hurting you here. Um, and let's, let's keep on this process and let's see what starts to happen. And then, and then you take a next step to the next process. Once you kind of get this one down, then you go to the next level of vulnerability and connection in the relationship. Right. So, all right, Tyler, hopefully that helps answer that concern. I know there's probably a lot of listeners that probably felt the same way. So thank you for the feedback and the email as well. Love the questions and concerns and I love to hear from, I'd lo, I'd like to hear more from people that disagree with us. I really would, Tyler. I'd love to have some discussions. I'd love to have some, some guests, um, not to have it out, not to argue, but to discuss, um, and, and maybe shift our perspective on some things as well. So it seems um, like, it seems like, uh, you know, when you, when you actually get two people together who think they disagree, a lot of times what's really happening is, is that it's just, uh, and kind of like a coming to the middle of principles of truth on both sides. Yeah. Yeah. And we've had, we've had a few guests way back in the past that, that kind of came on and we thought it was going to be a pretty contentious thing. And it actually ended up being a pretty amicable, like, Oh yeah, like we can see, we can see this, you know? Well, Um, there's a lot of gray to, to, to sit in and to navigate. And I think when two people can come very, honestly, but also open, um, then you can really explore that gray together and some good truth can be found. So, yeah. Um, all right. I have another kind of example for you. I want to pick up, I want you to pick it apart. Okay. All right, let's do it. Um, so I was talking to a therapist who is working with a couple and, um, this couple, is um, not in a good place. So they're married because they don't want to get divorced because they don't want to hurt the kids and deal with the finances of that. Um, he has, has, he's kind of, he's a validation addict. Um, he has sought validation through women and cheated on her several times. Um, <clears throat> he's, uh, he's a very good looking guy. Uh, wealthy, makes good money, um, works extremely hard, um, also comes across as very humble and kind and willing to do whatever he possibly can do. Um, And he's also quite resentful toward his spouse. Um, So who, who, who doesn't give him much validation and like really doesn't give him much validation. And when he seeks it from her, it, it really kind of turns her off and she's sick of it. She's tired yeah. of it. Um, uh, so the therapist is kind of in this place of like, this guy is such a good guy. What's wrong with her? Why is she so bitter? Why is she so angry? Why can't she forgive him and give him his validation and all that stuff? When, when is she going to forgive him and give him his, like, he's trying so hard. Well, so what do you see here? Yeah, this is a man, Brandon. There's so, we see this so often. And, and I want to know, if, I guess, before I kind of break it down with you some more, he's resentful towards her, but is he showing that? 
No, no. He stuffs that. He feels rejected by her all the time. Mm-hmm. What um, is, how does he show up with her? Um, I mean, I, I don't know the, the ins and outs of it, but the, my guess would be is kind of, kind of like a child. Um, and just trying to prove himself, trying to be mm-hmm. good enough. So, so basically what you're, de- what you're describing is like the classic case of, you know, what, uh, the book, no more Mr. Nice guy would call the nice guy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so basically this guy is, he's unwilling to own his own feelings in public or with his, with people in his relationships because he can't stand the thought of them not approving of him. And so he spends his life, especially inside of his marriage, constantly seeking the validation of his wife. And mm-hmm. now he resents her because she's tired of giving the validation and she's feeling bad because a good person would just give him the validation because he's actually doing all the right things. He's a nice guy and he's providing for the family and he never causes any conflict. Great father. And, and he's just like, he's, he's like the ideal husband mm-hmm. from the outside, yep. right? Um, I know for a fact that we're going to have probably more than a thousand listeners right now going, oh, I'm married to that guy. Like, yep. you know, like, well, no wonder, like, I feel the same way. Like why I can't figure out why I'm still angry and why I don't want to show that stuff. And well, I think we ought to talk about the reasons why, because there's actually some valid reasons why. Right. You know, um, really what's ended up happening now is that in the relationship, the constant pursuit of me trying to get my needs met has led to there to there being no place for for my partner to have altering opinions for my mm-hmm. partner to be their own person for their my partner to have their own emotions because yep. everything that they do is somehow indicative of whether or not I'm a good enough person yep um this is so confusing though tyler because that you know mr nice guy um, can get from family members, therapists, church leaders. Uh, they're really good at getting that validation. And so they can get messages like, I don't know what's wrong with her. Like, you're doing so good. You're so amazing. You're so wonderful. Yeah. Um, and, and your partner's so mean. Like, they, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Brandon, Brandon, like, this is like... Uh, just being self-disclosing, this is my classic case. I'm I'm a I'm a nice guy. Like when when it all broke loose with me and with me and my wife Rihanna, and, um, everybody came rushing to my aid. Yeah, you know, and 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 I Rihanna would even say things like, "Tyler's always the good one. Like no, he's never the bad guy. He's always you know this and that and the other." And she was like, "When are people going to see that Tyler's?" he's dishonest and he lies and he hides and he like, you know, and, and because I didn't see myself as dishonest, I was showing up like being humble to my church leaders and like expecting to be whipped with a wet noodle and like calling up my, my, my family members and being like, I'm the bad person. Like here I am. And so what ended up happening is like, Oh, everyone rushed to Tyler's aid. He's the wounded soul. And, and on the, in the meantime, I've got my wife drowning, like, but she doesn't, she doesn't know how to put it into words because like, how can she criticize the fact that I'm now working like crazy and like, I'm never going to disagree with her any ever again. Like she wants something. You, you say jump. I say how high I'll do it as long as you're happy with me. Like, so Tyler, I'm, what, so Tyler, what's broken? 
Like what's what's the big lie? Because because you know, I think the the spouse who's in that position feels very misunderstood, lonely and desperate. Yeah. And and uh the the validation addict or the Mr. Nice guy um could say, "Well, I'm just trying to do the right things." I'm just always doing the right thing. So where, what is the lie? What, what is broken? He is, but he still doesn't like himself, right? Like he still knows that he's... So what's ended, what, what has ended up happening now is without him knowing it, he's now still consuming every, everyone. He's consuming everyone. He's consuming his wife, especially. And that's why she gets to that burnout place because no matter what she does, she will never have the answer for him that he's enough. Yep. He's and doing all, he's doing all the right things for the wrong reasons. Yeah. So now, and that's oh. what's so hard to put your finger on it is, is that he is doing the right things and he is a good person. Like he is actually humble and he is like, but, but in some ways it's showing up in a really sort of selfish sort of consumptive way instead of from an empathetic understanding way. But it's, it's a manipulated, um, selfishness i mean it it's it's disguised as selflessness a hundred percent yeah and so it's very it's very hard to put your finger on it unless you know what it is because it's like no you are just as dishonest as the guy who who blatantly lies to your wife's face and says rude things to her yeah uh, because you're consuming her you're using her you're lying to her um, and you're doing it with a smile on your face and trying to use her as much as you possibly can for your validation. Um, that is not being Ex a safe partner. Explain that a little bit further, Brandon, when you say you're being dishonest, cause I'm sitting here as the nice guy going, no, like I, I haven't lied at all. Like I'm not being dishonest at all. I, in fact, I pride myself in my integrity. <laughs> That's not integrity. Like pride yourself in your integrity. Here's the thing. Like, let's talk about integrity because I think we can get to the answer to your question. If we look at that, um, integrity is something's ability to keep form, um, when put under stress. Right. So, so like a bridge, if it's made from steel, if a lot of cars drive across it, it will maintain its form. And so it's safe to go across that bridge because that steel has so much integrity. Okay. A mm -hmm. uh, uh, Mr. Nice Guy has anything but integrity. Uh, they're, they're a shapeshifter. Um, when put under stress, they will be a chameleon and they'll comply and become anything they need to be in order to be acceptable, in order to be lovable. So they are, they're, they're fake and inauthentic. Um, and it looks like they're, they're nice because they're just trying to keep the peace and trying to get people to say they're awesome. But what they're not is honest. And honest is I am who I am and I'm honest with you um, despite the consequences. And I can show myself, even if you don't accept of that, um, I don't need your validation for my self-worth. So therefore I can be honest. And that's where you show your integrity, not your pride, not your giving the finger and disconnect from them. Look how strong I am. It's not that, but it's, I am me. Let me show you me. And I'm comfortable enough with myself. And I know that God loves me enough that even if you don't like me, 
I can hold space for you with not liking me and still be honest with you. Right. So does, am I answering that question? I think, I think you are Brandon. That's the, I love what you, I love the example you just used of integrity being like a bridge. And if you think about relationally, what you're saying is, is that both of us in a relationship, we want to be, we want to be able to step onto the other person's bridge and know that it's going to be what it is, right? Like that, that I can go to my wife. That's what I love about my wife. My wife is so amazing at this is that you know exactly where you stand with her all the time. Like she's, she doesn't put on pretenses. She doesn't, it, it actually gets her in trouble in the world's eyes sometimes, but it's one thing that I just really beautifully love about her. And um, and I know that in our personal relationship, it was so hard for her because she kind of got accustomed to me being the shapeshifter that she could come and she could, she knew. In fact, she'd come to me sometimes and she'd say, Hey, Tyler, I just want to fight with you. She knows that she like, could shift you. She, she'd come to me and I, she, she could pretty much tell me to do anything. She'd be like, Hey, Tyler, I, in order to get better, what I think you need to do is I think you need to like strip down buck naked and put a big sign over yourself <laughs> and stand out in front of Walmart and be like, I'm a dirt bag. And I would have been there the next day. and been like, I love my wife. I'll do whatever I can for her. Right. And, and she knows that. And she doesn't deep down. She doesn't actually want that. No, she no. wants, she wants to come to me and say those things. And she wants for me to say, couple things babe i can tell by the fact that you're saying those things that you're in a bad spot and you're she would never really say badly. that by the way what's that <laughs> she would never actually say this to no you. <laughs> she, would, she wouldn't she wouldn't but things have, like that have happened and yeah. and and so what she's really looking for if she were to come to me and say that is for me to be strong enough to show her empathy but then to also say you know what that's we we both know that's not going to solve the problem this comes babe. back to our first question and example that we talked about yeah like it, yeah. it really does it's that it's that place of of uh i call it masculinity um where you can you can hold space you can you can be you you can hold space and you can stay true to form and still love and connect a ton um th this guy um, this example that I'm giving, he lacks integrity and, and it really is hard for the wife who's probably bitter and angry and tired, tired. Um, and, and for, for therapists, for people that come around and say, what's wrong with you? Look how good he is. Just completely takes the rug out from under her of like, I, I, there's, I can't win here. Right. Um, and so, yeah, uh, it's funny you say it. There's probably a thousand listeners. Um, this, this is, is very common. And you think about the nature of sex addiction, Tyler. Um, I, underneath it all with, with sex addiction is I don't know who I am. Um, I've been, from a young age been beating myself up about my sexuality. Um, I've been destroying my self-worth, but the one place that I felt good is, is through sex, through, through women, through lust. I like for a split second, I feel powerful. I feel enough. I feel validated. And so, um, they act out with porn. They act out with other women. They, you know, they, they seek, uh, validation through sex and through 
through the feminine, through, and, and so what happens, they get married and, um, what do you know? They take their wife and they say, I need your validation. I need it both sexually, but I need it otherwise. I need, I need you so badly because I'm used to trying to get my needs met in terms of my self-worth from you as a woman. Yeah. And, the, and, and the woman deep down in her soul, in her femininity knows it's not my job to give it to you. I don't want to. Um, that's, I can't. Well, I think it's, I think it gets confused though, Brenna, because deep down inside, m many women are also, they want to be kind and nurturing and understanding. Like their personality is to do such things. So that's why it feels so terrible to them because then they go, well, I'm being who I am. I'm being this personality part of me that wants to care for people. But why is this like feel bad? Right. You know, right. so it gets, it gets, it actually gets twisted because deep down inside, they know it doesn't feel right, but they also can't pinpoint like why it doesn't feel right. Right. Yeah. And look at the power dynamic that happens in a relationship like that. I mean, it just, it creates, it destroys the polarity. It, it doesn't work. Right. No. And so the hard part, and maybe Tyler, you can speak to this before we wrap up, is for a guy who, who needs validation and has sought it from his wife and other people, what does it take for him to, to, to shift out of that? Yeah, Brandon, this is a good question. I, I just want to maybe share another little bit more of personal stuff here for a second with the way you just described it. The thing about like sex addiction versus other addictions is, is that it's in, in a lot of ways, it seems to be more easily hidden. So take me as a teenage kid who had a nickname of like angel, angel boy. boy. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I had no idea. Angel boy was jacking off in the room next to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I, I use the, I use the shower right after you. Who knows what was in yeah. there? <laughs> well, yeah, Brandon, exactly. And, and the funny thing is, is that that's the way it was all the way through high school, right? Like here I was trying to keep up this image because I valued being the honest kid. I valued being the moral kid. I, I valued... would have been shocked to know yeah. the truth. And meanwhile, meanwhile, there's this secret thing that you nailed exactly. I was looking, I was looking for soothing from a lot of pain that had happened. And I found it in the, even in some ways in what you would call the nurturing ways, but it came through pornography and through hidden things. And, um, and then I did carry that without even knowing it, without even knowing it, I carried that belief into my marriage. And then when my wife wasn't able to be the person who just gave the answer that I was enough, then it continued because I was still pursuing this bottomless pit until I finally blew everything up. And then when I blew everything up, I thought, Oh, I'm a terrible person. I'm a horrible guy. Like I'm not even worthy of that, living that, anymore. That lie that, you, that lie that you believed all along was just truth. Now it's like, yeah, just yeah, now here, it's here like, it yeah, here it is. Everything yeah. I've done, even trying to protect my wife by not telling her now, all of a sudden I'm it's proof. It's just more proof that I'm a horrible guy. So, so to answer your question, uh, the, what I've kind of come to realize for myself is, is I didn't see it at the time, but I had placed everyone. I'd placed you as my brothers. I'd placed my friends. I'd placed my parents. I'd placed my wife, especially my wife in the position that God should have been in. And, and they became a barrier between me and God so that I was never actually getting the truth about my value.
Mm-hmm. And so the real work was the wrestle with moving people out of the way and people's and, validation and their the validation way. and moving more and more fully into a wrestle, which is scary because I, this is the very place I was so scared of in the first place was getting my answer from a true source about who I was as a human being. The fact yeah. that I was breathing today, I'm a miracle. The fact that I am who I am, regardless of what I choose to do, I'm a miracle. Um, and so doing that work and that came through self-compassion that came through daily's work that came through wrestle spiritually. That also came in some ways by starting to push a little bit in certain relationships have where, boundaries. where I had to actually start setting up some boundaries and say, you know what, it doesn't work for me. And it was some, it was stupid things at times at the beginning. It was like, where do you want to eat? And I'd be like, usually I'd be like, wherever you want. I love whatever you, whatever you right. want. And now, now it's turned into, where do you want to eat? And I say, oh, I, I would go for this place or this place. And then it, the answer is always, no, no, I don't like those. Let's go somewhere else. <laughs> right. And it's like, well, you asked me. So those are the two places. Um, right. That even, even that was like pulling teeth. It was like, oh, someone's going to disapprove of me or I don't want to make waves. It's but it was sitting like, in that uncomfortable feeling of they might not like me, but I'm okay regardless. Right? I have to, I have to be able to get in this spot of, Whatever people think of me, I should be able to question, similar to what happened with this feedback you got from this this woman with our last podcast, like we need to be able to hear that and go, okay, good. Maybe there's something we could learn or tune up from that. And at the end of the day, she's not God. Like right. we're we're gonna go do what we believe is right between us and what we believe in living in authenticity. Right. And and that's really the practice that has to happen. And sometimes it has to start really small. Yep. Yep. Love it, Tyler. We could go on and on about this topic. And uh, there's, there's a lot of little intricacies to it. I think you're, you're nailing the depths of it. Um, the, the, the trauma leads to shame. The shame lead, leads to reinforcing the beliefs that were taken on during the trauma. And you can reinforce it over and over and over and over again. And not until you're willing to step through that, go deep, um, practice some courage, and uh, connect to a, a higher power that actually will give you your validation, can you actually heal it. Um, it you know, people who, who crave validation and it doesn't work, what they usually do is double down and try harder to get more validation. Exactly. And right. then they come in and they say, I've tried everything. Yeah. And it's like you've tried everything of the same thing over and over, over and again. over and over again. Yes. Right. Yep. Yep. So if this has uh, triggered anything in you, um, then good. <laughs> we, we, we want you to think through this. If you're a partner of a Mr. Nice Guy, if you're a Mr. Nice Guy, um, there's um, resources, there's good therapy. Um, you know, find Tyler at love. It's lovestrong.com, right? That's right. Yeah. Right. Or, or at you at Therapy Utah, right? Yeah, therapyutah.org. So, all right, you guys, have a wonderful day, and we'll see you later. 